Welcome back, Succession Seekers. This is episode 29 of Succession Secrets. Succession, don't plan it, ingrain it. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. Those of you who have been listening to me know that I don't like the phrase succession planning. To me, succession is a much broader term, and I'd like to talk to you about this tonight again. So, what is succession planning? Historically, people are talking about succession planning. It's a drawn-out process. Basically, the owners or the leaders set a date for the transition. They look for a successor. Then it takes some time to find a successor. Then the successor needs to be groomed for the role. It may take several years until the successor is groomed. In the process, the successor might change their mind or the leaders might change their minds. They might realize that the successor is not any good and he might leave the company. And then the whole process starts again. If the person, if the successor is good and turns out to get well groomed, then the next step is transition. The retiring owner is fading out. The new leader is coming in and they run parallel for a while. So there is a time of uncertainty in the organization and eventually the successor succeeds the outgoing leader. In certain cases, it turns out that the successor is not as good as the outgoing leader. Then the outgoing leader might have to come back. So it is a messy process. Now, this process that I just described is the typical situation for a family company or a private company. These companies typically treat succession as a one generation event. So it might happen every 20 years, especially for family companies. The next generation takes over and that will take 20 years, sometimes more for that generation to come in. Typically that process works when there's slow growth of the company. So there's not a great deal of expansion and therefore the leader can stay in their position forever. They will not outgrow the position. The position will not outgrow them. And therefore they might hang around for 20 years and then the next generation comes in. Now the next group of companies is the, they are kind of quasi-institutional companies as opposed to family-owned companies. And I would group them as private equity owned. So a professional investor, it can be a venture capital, it can be private equity, it can be a family office that owns the company. And therefore the company has oversight, an institutional oversight, and there is an agenda from the investor group. They want to make money. And the way to make money is that they buy the company, they grow it in value, and then they sell it within a foreseeable future. Typically it's between three and seven years that they want to exit the company. And what happens is more often than not, these companies are acquired from the founders, the owners. So typically the owners will not hang around forever when their company has been acquired because they don't want to be employees. They typically are not used to reporting to hard driving investors. So most of these CEOs want to retire within two to three years or maximum five years from the business. So the buyer takes over the business. They start looking for the successor. Maybe they already have a successor that they're going to bring in from day one. And it's a much faster process. And typically what often happens is the ingoing CEO is also going to get some kind of an equity incentive. So they will also be expecting to have a windfall after the 
when the private equity group sells the company, typically these managers, they don't get a big windfall for the first sale. So if there's another private equity group coming in, maybe there are two or three, they stay for a couple of rounds of private equity investments, let's say five to 10 years. And then usually after the second round, they either buy out the company or they leave the company they take the cash and they go away. So there is going to be another succession. So for private companies, private equity companies, typically there is a succession cycle, which is maybe five to eight years on average. So compared to the family companies, which have maybe 15, 20 years succession cycle, these companies have a much faster succession cycle. Now, the third group is the public company group. And I Googled this just to double check and I found that the Fortune 500 companies, the average tenure of a CEO there is 6.9 years. So let's say seven years. So it's a little bit shorter than the average for the private equity group, but it's very similar. And these companies typically don't have a succession, a big succession issue, because typically there's, uh, these are big companies, there's a very strong second level management. So there are always several worthy successors in the company, or if this is not the case, they can always attract an outside candidate because these companies have deep pockets. They can pay big salaries. It's going to be easy for them to find a person who is already up to speed and is able to run, run the business. It doesn't mean that they don't screw up sometimes, but generally my perception is that they don't have much of a succession planning issue in these companies. In some cases, there, there are, let's say in GE, if you read Jack Welch's books, he speaks about how he was groomed uh, or how there was a race for becoming CEO and when he left, how he groomed his successor. Now, for family companies, the succession process is much more important. These companies have less money, so they are not able to just bring in a high-paid executive. And generally, family companies can work their own process if they are slow growth. But... I think there is a much better solution for family companies as well to succession rather than a long-term planning. And I strongly believe that succession should not be planned. Succession should be ingrained in the organization. It should be part of the fabric of the organization. People should always looking, should be looking for succession. They should look for opportunities to grow out of their jobs, to groom people into their jobs and to move on to the next job. And if that process happens, then the company will start growing faster because everyone is going to be always getting ready for the next job. And if that's the case, there will be a, a big momentum and big drive in the company to go ahead and to grow. And there will be a big push because the only way to, for people to move up in the organization is if there are opportunities. So the company will have to create the opportunities for his people or so that they can move up. So really, if you want to have a high quality workforce in your company, you have to make a commitment to growth because you have to constantly make, uh, create opportunities for people to succeed into higher and higher responsibilities, bigger jobs, you know, expansion to a different market, launching a new product, acquiring a competitor, and so on. So don't plan succession, ingrain it into the fabric of the company. All right. So. Question of the day for you, very simple. What is your company's succession cycle? Is it a long one, is it a short one, is it a medium one? What's the cycle and why? So 
send me some feedback and I'm excited to read it. I'm very curious to read it. I also really appreciate, I see that more and more people are listening to this podcast. Really appreciate it. I'm grateful to you for having tuned in. I hope you're going to keep tuning in. And I look forward to talk to you tomorrow. And in the meantime, don't forget that your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter. 